What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. I don't know if many of you know, but I have a background in marketing and communications. In fact, I've been doing it now for probably more than 35 years. And when I started in the 80s, copy and paste or cut and paste was literally cut with scissors and paste with glue. Marketing has changed so much. And to talk about how marketing has changed and to talk more about digital marketing, my guest today is Jamie Wiley. She is the owner of the Mint Marketing Experience. She is also the publisher, editor of the Mint Magazine, and she's also a photographer. She's the owner of Studio 78 Lofts. Please help me welcome Jamie to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jenny. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about, first of all, the Mint Marketing Experience and Mm -hmm. Mint Magazine. So how did you create that brand and and the whole experience and why Mint? Um, Well, Mint came from, uh, it actually started with the photography business that I had at Studio 78. Um, I started that in 2008 as a wedding photographer. And after shooting weddings for about 10 years, I kind of wanted to reclaim my life back, have, uh, you know, some summers back with my family and (laughs) friends. And as much as I love weddings, you know, after shooting, I don't know, two, 300 weddings, it was, you know, it was time for a change. Mm -hmm. And, but I still had a love for the creative photography, visual aspect of it. And that's where uh, Mint came into play. I love working with small businesses, helping them create visual branding. And I wanted to do something a little bit more than just social media, but really offer something unique to businesses. So that's where Mint came into play um, with the magazine. Um, That way I was still able to incorporate my photography, but then build on that through marketing and helping businesses grow and reach other people. Wonderful. Yes. So I I did a a little bit of research or or background information on on your company. And I see that you offer not only digital marketing, but also website design, SEO. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Well, marketing, as you said earlier, it's definitely changed and it's constantly growing and changing. Um, So in addition to the print marketing, which is great, um, 
And it's changed and evolved compared to what we had, let's say 10, even five years ago. The digital marketing is a great complement to the print advertising. So that way we can build with you a strong brand that stays online, that represents who you are with um, SEO, bringing you up on Google rankings, managing your social media, making sure that you know, you're hitting the right target clients, that your branding is on point, and that it follows with your vision and mission for your business. Mm -hmm. That's very important, especially the branding, because with Mm -hmm. so many businesses out there and it's really hard to compete, especially since more and more are going digital. Is that correct? It is absolutely is. And especially around big seasons, like let's say Christmas time or some of the major holidays, the big brands, they have the funds to spend on those extra advertising. So it's really hard to stand out and compete when they're taking up all the digital waves or the digital views. Um, I worked with quite a few brands over Christmas and that was something that they felt was they felt lost in the digital marketing and the social media because they just don't have the funds to put into Facebook ads or everything else like that. So with working with smaller brands, it's really helping them create a unique look that's true to them and true to their brand. And that still can stand out and reach their target clients. Interesting, because I know that with the algorithms changing with Instagram Mm -hmm. and possibly Facebook, there are some who think that ads are not really worth the money or the effort. Mm -hmm. So if you're not putting the money into ads and it's hard to compete with the ones that have the big bucks, what do you suggest, say someone like myself, what would you suggest I do to make myself stand out? Definitely with ads, they can get white consuming, uh, they can drain your bank account as well, and you may not see the results for that. So for smaller businesses like yourself, it's all about building community, especially now people want the relationships, they want the experience, and they want to get to know the person behind the brand. Um, and I think that's where a lot of small businesses really can stand out and shine over the big businesses, because they have that personal touch, they have that connection, and they really want that experience with their clients. And I believe because they are smaller, they do have more time. Well, okay. Business owners don't have more time, (laughs) but they do have, they they do recognize the importance of building that experience and the connection one-on-one with clients. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that, you know, where we can gear the digital marketing and social media is really building that community. Okay. As a communicator, I know that storytelling is really Mm -hmm. important. So how would you recommend that they incorporate storytelling into their marketing or or their online presence? Just being real and genuine and really understanding who is your target client and what do they really want? Because you can go and tell a story about yourself and really build that connection. But in the end, you want that story to be relatable to the client, no matter what it is. So that's definitely something that's really important, I find. Okay. And to speak to that, I know as a you know writer and editor and publisher of your Mint magazine, is that something that you offer to your clients as well as to do the writing for them, create that content? Absolutely. Yes. Because I know writing, it does take a certain flair, especially when you want to set the tone for either your article, your message, your post. It's really important to have someone who's knowledgeable in how to write and really get that message. So just like when you're going for an accountant, you're going to go to a professional accountant, you're not going to do it yourself. That's Mm -hmm. the same thing when it comes to writing. It's really important to make sure that you have that professional there doing that writing for you. So We offer that service through the magazine and through social media because getting the branding and the messaging right the first time is really important and that can save you months and months and months of work. 
Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. It's not an easy task, especially if you're starting up Mm -hmm. a new business. But what if someone, let's say they were doing it all themselves and it wasn't going very Mm -hmm. well, or, or let's say they were working with another company who was really not doing a very good job in representing their brand. What can you do to fix it? Do you try to fix it or do you start over? depends on where they are. Um, It's different for every business. Um, There's no cookie cutter way to uh, just decide what is right for each business, but definitely open communication and really getting to understand the product, the target client and what their goal is. Because, you know, we're talking to someone, if their messaging is all about, let's say about purple planters. Meanwhile, that's what they're talking about. That's what they're selling. Meanwhile, that isn't even their target audience. Their target (laughs) audience is someone who likes blue cars. So, you know, we have to make sure that the messaging is right on point. So it takes a lot of back work before to publish and to get everything out. So that way it is the right message. It is talking to the right people and it's saying the right thing. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So Let's say hypothetically, I'm starting up a new business and Mm -hmm. I come to you and I say, hey, Jamie, I'm starting a new business selling coffee cups Mm -hmm. and I have absolutely no idea what to do. I'm not sure who my target (laughs) audience is. I don't know. I don't even know my brand colors. So what can you do for me? How do you get me started? Well, to get started, we would talk about your mission, your vision. What is your goal five years from now? Like, what do you want to see five years from now with your brand? And that can really help us niche down where you want to be. So let's say for coffee mugs, well, that is, could be a wide range of people. Now, do you want it to please everybody and be kind of a generic? Or do you want it to to specifically hit a certain target group. So do you want to hit the soccer moms? Do you want to hit the the office crowd? Or do you want to hit the younger crowd or the older crowd? Because we know, um, I know myself, definitely, I don't speak the same way as my 22 year old son. I don't even (laughs) understand half the terms he talks about. So, you know, that way, you know, if you're branding your mugs, then it has to be relatable to who your target is. So that's where we would definitely start mm-hmm. is to see what your voice is and what you want to say. Because if you want it to be about you and your personality, well, who are you going to connect with the most? And then mm-hmm. we would start branding it and gearing it that way. Okay. That's, you know, that's actually really good advice because you're right. A 22 year old male is not going to feel the same way as a 22 year old female or mm-hmm. someone who is in their sixties, you know, and yeah. Exactly. So how, so how do you choose, you know, how do you choose the right kind of mugs? You know, as you say, do you go generic and hopefully it pleases everybody or do you be very specific? Well, to be honest, you're never going to please everybody. So I would, I find that getting more specific and really niching down on where you want to be is probably the best because in that way you're being genuine to your audience. You're being genuine to yourself and your brand. And it's not saying that, okay, you have to stick with only uh, 60 year old men or 40 year old women. You know, you can start with that and then expand out a little more after that, but really being specific because if you don't know who you're selling to, how do your clients know what you're even selling? because you're not speaking directly to anybody. Mm, Okay. Yes. That makes sense because I know if, so for instance, if, if I'm hoping that somebody buys this plain white mug with maybe uh, a picture of, of a dog or something on it, then somebody who doesn't have a dog or perhaps doesn't even drink coffee may not even want that, you know, they might be a tea drinker or they like cats or, you know, whatever, I guess. Yes. So it really boils down to understanding who you want to approach yes. who you're, you're who you want your audience to be is that correct 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. So like if, you know, if you have, oh, it's really wine in here, you know, a coffee mug, but you're really not hitting a wine drinking crowd, then (laughs) it's not really going to make sense to them and they're not going to want to get it. So, you know, and you can have different themes, you can have different areas. It's not saying, you know, you can only do dogs or you can only do cats, but Mm -hmm. it's just make sure that your messaging is specific to that crowd. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Now, when we think about digital marketing, there's so many different platforms out there. Mm-hmm. For myself, I'm only on Instagram and Facebook. But do you recommend, um, say, somebody who has, let's say, a, a coffee mug or something that's very visual, do you recommend that they perhaps go onto Pinterest or even Twitter? What mm-hmm. should they spread themselves out or maybe be very specific in terms of what platforms they use? With so many platforms, it is hard not to spread yourself thin. And who knows with 2020, what new platform they're going to come up with. So, you know, I totally feel for business owners. It's there's only so many hours in a day, only so many people you can hire and learning all these new programs, the, the tricks, the trends, the algorithms, it, it can be very overwhelming. So what I would recommend is picking two to three where your target audience is. So if you're hit and, you know, and then there's TikTok, which is great and it's fun <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting. So it all depends on your brand message and what you want to do. So let's say, you know, because if you're selling something, Pinterest is great because people can go on there and see. Same thing with Instagram. Facebook is, you know, it's just another extension of Instagram, but a little bit different audience. Mm-hmm. And then you have TikTok. So that could be the one where you can have maybe a little bit more fun and kind of, you know, really build that community and the experience of the coffee mug. Because really, let's say you're selling a coffee mug, you're not actually just selling the mug, you're selling the feeling of Mm -hmm. sitting back and relaxing on your porch in the hot tub (laughs) around the campfire. That's what you're selling. You're not selling the mug itself. You're selling the feeling that goes around with having that drink. Yeah. It's that experience that people want. Yeah. Yeah. They want to imagine themselves sitting around the campfire, sitting in the hot tub or sitting on their porch and and enjoying that coffee or tea or whatever it is. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So that's where, you know, you can get a little creative with some of the extra digital places, you know, like TikTok, like I said, um, Instagram reels and things like that. That's where you can get fun and creative and just kind of get in people's minds and get them to picture like, oh, I could be there. That's what this cup will do for me. Okay. You know, speaking of reels, uh, I I actually tried to do one the other day mm-hmm. and I felt ridiculous because <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do, you know? And, yeah. and so I know that people say, well, you know, don't try to be perfect. Just be yourself, be authentic. But how do you get past that feeling of, you know what, I'm too old to do this? (laughs) Well, have a glass of wine before and then you're good to go. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I feel I feel the exact same way. It's like I shoot it 50 times and every time I'm like, oh my God, I'm the world's (laughs) biggest dork ever. Like, what the heck? Like who's like they're gonna laugh when they look at this. But you know, everybody's on there, everybody's doing it. And it's not about being perfect and having everything. It's about showing up and being genuine. So, you know, laugh about it, have fun with it. And just, and what I always tell people before we do headshots and photography is like, just take a big breath and then go for it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise everybody's like, you know, shoulders up, up at their ears and, Absolutely. you know, really, yeah. Yeah, really tight. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, 
matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Oh, that's wonderful. So I'd, I'd like to talk about your magazine now. So Mint Magazine, how did you, was that a dream of yours? I mean, you talked about being a photographer and taking a break and wanting to do something different, but was that always a dream of having your own magazine? No, absolutely not. And it's so crazy how different things happen in our life that put us on a direction. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else that I am right now. And it just happened to be my graphic designer. We were going to the same gym and she presented me with this idea. And that's when it's, when I started thinking about it. So, and it's so weird. Like if I wasn't going to that gym, I would have never met her. We Mm -hmm. would have never had that conversation and who knows where I would be right now. So this is absolutely where I'm meant to be right now. And from that, I was able to build my photography, build my creative. And it's such a unique, great idea. Like I love it. I don't feel like I work every day, even though some days it's like 10, 12 hour days (laughs) and I don't sleep, but you know, I absolutely love it and meeting people. And so, you know, has it always been a dream? No, but am I glad I'm here? Absolutely. Oh, I love that. And that's how I feel about what I'm doing too, is that it's a labor of love. It's work because sometimes you can put long hours into it, Mm -hmm. but it's something that you're passionate about. And I find that when someone is passionate about what they're doing, it really comes through that, that love really does come through. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to ask you, I went back on Instagram and I believe the first issue that I saw was 2018, 2017, I 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's say then, so from 2017 to now 2022, mm-hmm. yes. is there a favorite article or a favorite interview that <laughs> Or I'm sure there's many, but is there one that really stands out for (laughs) you? You know, every issue I put out, I always say, oh my God, this is my favorite. For one of my favorites, I, you know, I don't know because they're all so great. They're all so personal. I love getting to know the stories of each business owner. And I think I'm going to say recently I've been working with uh, Shelby. She's the one who does uh, all the recipes in the magazine. And again, it was just, you know, a coincidence meeting and she's just an amazing person brings so much personality to the magazine her recipes so and because it's a con- consistent feature in the magazine people look forward to it and they love it and I think I would say that one is my favorite just because it touches so many people and so many people look forward to it and she loves it as well she loves doing it it's her passion like she gets so much it's it's her not her therapy but it's her outlet it's her way out you know so and she loves sharing herself and her experience through it so i would say that is my favorite just because so many people get to enjoy it and really when we're cooking and having these great drinks and it's <laughs> food and food and experiences all go together food and experience and, and wine and joy. And that's what I, that's what I get from even your voice. I get that sense of joy, that sense of, it really speaks a lot to you and it, and it really speaks to your heart and okay. yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, and I saw that you have over 60,000 readers and now is that 60,000 readers just in Manitoba in the Westman area, yes. or is it outside well, of Manitoba? Yeah, that's all in Manitoba. So typically, according to statistics with a magazine, so each each copy of the magazine hits about five people. So let's say you have the magazine in your home, you're mm-hmm. going to read it, your husband's going to read it, you're going to have people pop by, they're going to look at it. So there's probably at least five people touching each copy of that issue. Mm. And then with the number of copies that we print, that's just, you know, on average, how many people that we 
it. Um, I do get a lot of questions about, well, it's print, we can't track that. We don't know how many people read it compared to digital where let's say on Facebook, they can see, you know, 10,000 people saw this post, but yes, 10,000 people saw that post, but did they actually stop and engage and get an experience from that post? Whereas with the magazine, that is people stop at, they look at it and they spend more time on it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we get that number from. And it's always growing because with Mint, I'm in the process of franchising and will be all across Canada. Um, so definitely growing in every issue. We get more readers, we get more subscriptions and uh, just get more people in the magazine as well too, which is amazing to see. That's amazing. So, oh, I'm so, ha- I'm so happy to hear that you're franchising and going outside of Manitoba and across Canada, because I've actually read your magazine. I, I didn't actually have a, a physical copy, but I went online and I, and I looked at, uh, you know, a few articles and I love the layout. I love the, it's like, I can hear your voice coming across the pages of the magazine. <laughs> Thanks. And, you know, and that's why I call the magazine, the mint experience, because it's more than just reading something. It's really experiencing. And I love how each issue. So I have a Brandon copy and I also have a Winnipeg copy. Mm -hmm. And they're unique to each area because local businesses, that's what builds a community. That's what builds a city. That's what keeps people going, you know, during hard times, during good times. So it's important to me that, you know, people know what's going on locally and not just, oh, hey, look, there's a new store, but really connecting with who the owner is and knowing Mm -hmm. like why they did that, why it's their passion. And what they've come through to be where they are today, because as we all know, like life isn't easy and we all go through ups and downs. And, you know, it's so interesting to see how these businesses have made it through everything, how they innovate and how they impact the community. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that you and I are the same in that way because we're all about connecting. It's a community. It's really about getting to know who the businesses are in your area. Yep, you know, and absolutely. yeah, and I can see why that your magazine is very successful in that respect, because people, again, they want to know what's happening in their city, whether it's Winnipeg, Brandon, or mm-hmm. in the Westman area. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, I want to talk about the idea of digital. So because everything seems to be going digital now, mm-hmm. and yep. I have actually several subscriptions of digital magazines that come to my email. Mm-hmm. And I have to share with you that in the last year, I've not opened one. Absolutely. Yeah. Because even though the information is the same as the printed copy, there's yeah. something about holding a magazine yes. or holding a book and flipping through the pages and, you know, earmarking a page, or I see a recipe mm-hmm. and I can tear out that recipe and cut it and put it into, you know, yeah. my recipe box. And it's just and even the smell, the smell of the, I know it sounds crazy, yeah. but no, I, I book can totally in the magazine. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just holding the magazine, we're on our phones all the time and there's pop-ups, there's distractions. So even though you're looking at a copy, you get an email notification, you get a text notification, whatever type of notification, then you lose interest or you lose track of that. Whereas with the magazine, it's like, you can really get some you time. And mm-hmm. that's something that's really important is to just cut off the digital marketing or the, the phone just for a quick second or five minutes. And it really refreshes you. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, then you're reading the stories, you're connecting with people, you're getting inspired. So I find that um, most Mint readers, they're really encouraged or they really want to make the best of their lives, the best of their communities, how they can support them. And so just by kind of sitting back and not 
going on your laptop, on your computer, on your iPad, reading these, you know, on digital, like we have a digital copy as well, which is great for accessibility, but mm-hmm. it, like you say, it just doesn't have that same impact. No one's going to sit there for hours and hours and read a book on, on their iPad. Well, people do, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice to get that break away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to talk about how you and I met because mm-hmm. we met on the made to grow group. Yes. And tell me a little bit about your experience in, and why you decided to join the group. And I know that you had also, was it last year's event that you attended or were you at the first event? No, I wasn't at any of the events. Um, I just joined the group in June, July or June of 2021. So I missed all the events. And again, it's just, you know, a funny way how life happens and things happen for a reason, I totally believe. So Mm -hmm. um, I reached out to um, a yoga instructor in Winnipeg because as I was expanding to Winnipeg, I wanted to have someone in that field writing uh, for the magazine. So I reached out to her. We had a great connection. She provided some information. She's like, oh my God, my aunt would love this. You have to talk to her. And her aunt turned out to be Sherry. So (laughs) Sherry and I started talking. She invited me there. And, you know, like out of all the yoga instructors in Winnipeg, I reached out to her and built that connection with Sherry and made to grow. So, you know, it, it was just the universe guiding me where I needed to go. And Mm -hmm. so that's where the connection started. And I really enjoy, you know, the meetings, the, the people it's just, it's refreshing. Yes, I agree. And it's, and it's interesting. You mentioned how things are meant to be, because I believe that as well. So how I joined the group is I had met Linda Drostovich. Um, so she's a, a life coach and we had seen each other at different events and she was on, I like you. So Tracy Koga, got, well, she had been doing a, it was a weekly Tuesday noon hour where you go on and similar to the Monday meetups of the major grow group. So we'd go on and we'd talk about different things and, you know, I'd see Linda and then one day Linda messaged me on, or on the chat and said, Hey, do you want to go for coffee? And so of course, during COVID, it was like a zoom coffee date. So we did that (laughs) and we were just chatting. And then out of the blue, I said, you know what? Uh, I'd like to book you as a coach. And so I booked her as a coach And then that started me on the path to becoming a podcaster, (laughs) which crazy how it, it all kind of worked out, (laughs) Yeah, but it was through Linda that I got to know the major grow group and I was invited to come on as a guest one day. And it it was after that Monday meetup where I, I just, I I really didn't engage. I was more sitting back and listening and and Mm -hmm. listening to all the different women entrepreneurs, because that's what it's about. It's, it's all about women entrepreneurs, listening to everybody talk about their stories, their struggles, their successes, their triumphs. And it was after that, I messaged Sherry and said, I'm in. And I joined the group that day. <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate. It's, you know, it's just such a group, good group of women. And it's, I love that it's Monday mornings. It really sets my week up, gets me motivated. Cause I know some mornings it's like, okay, I have so much to do this week, but this really gets my mindset on straight. I love that they have the workshops and, you know, while it's still informal, it still really has a good structure where we can introduce ourselves. We can mm-hmm. talk freely and we talk about different things that are going on. Like women in the workforce, we have so much going on and, you know, between kids, family, dishes, house trying to build a business, it mm-hmm. can be overwhelming. So being surrounded by other women who get it and understand. And uh, one thing that they've talked about as well, too, is 
you know, we have our friends, our family, they support us and they're an amazing support system as well, Mm -hmm. but they just don't get the whole business part aspect of it. So it's nice to be able to talk to people who get it and get your struggles and also get your successes. So, you know, even if it's just something small in the day, it's huge because you've worked hard to accomplish that. Yeah. It's a win and it deserves to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. I yep. know be- because, you know, I, I remember one Monday uh, meetup, one of our members was talking about something that she was going through and she was having a real tough time. And what I loved about the response from everybody in that group is they were there to support her, offer her some advice, offer her options, things that she could do to not make the situation better per se, but to make herself feel better. Yep. You know, it's that compassion. It's that, it's that drive to make us all feel inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really important, definitely to have in a group, um, being surrounded by people like that. And, you know, and the support you know, it's not that anybody's trying to change you, tell you you're doing things wrong. It's like, okay, we hear you. We know what you're going through. How can we help you? And mm-hmm. that's really important because we don't want somebody to come in, take over, change us all. We want to know that as we're doing these things and growing and moving forward, that mm-hmm. somebody has our back no matter yeah. what. Uh, to sort of circle back to what you were saying about our family doesn't really understand a lot of what we do mm-hmm. because yeah. I find my husband sometimes, you know, like I'll talk to him, I'll be venting about something. And I just want him to listen, but he wants to, he wants to fix it. He wants to give me advice. It's like, no, I don't need your advice. I just need you to listen. And I'm realizing as I'm talking to him, okay, you're the wrong audience. So I need to, right. you know, find someone else who really understands what I'm going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, they mean well, they want to help us and that's how they feel they can help us. But, you know, it's, it's just not what we need. But it's great that they're there and support us in their own way. But we need, I think it's a balance that we need both this, you know, made to grow and our families as well. Yes, absolutely. And I really love what Nancy and, and Sherry have done. They've created this beautiful platform, this, this group that we can be a part of and the project, the event that's coming up on March 7th. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so excited for that. How about you? Yes, me too. I'm so excited. You know, I've heard them talk about the last two that they've had and, and the lineup of people that they have, it's going to be amazing. Like there's Heather Chapman, uh, there's Colin Canary, um, Amanda from Colin Canary, and just so many women who help you and have built businesses and know the struggles and want to help you grow, not just in your business, but uh, personally as well. I Mm -hmm. find it's really important to make sure that your mind and mindset is on right. So that way you can keep moving forward too. Um, So it's a really good mix of both. And not only that, just getting to connect with other women. And I feel we've really been missing out on more than one or two people connecting. It's, you know, I'm really excited about that just to see who's all out there, who's doing Mm -hmm. what and getting out there and and seeing people and meeting people. And of course, learning and growing some more. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And especially the last few years of dealing with COVID because we've been isolated so much and not able to, and I mean, it's still great to have that ability to talk on zoom and FaceTime mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, but there's something about being in person, you it know, is, sharing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. You really get to feel the connection and the person for myself. I'm an introvert and I like being at home, but 
it's not a good thing. Like I can get stuck in my rut where it's like, okay, I don't have to see people, but you know, when I get out and talk to people, I'm like, Oh my God, I've really been missing this. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely important to get out and talk to people. And even if it's just in zoom, but yeah, there's nothing like the in-person connection that you get and actually feeling the person's energy. And, you know, it's, it's great to see people on zoom, but it's like, Oh my God, you're a completely different person when I can see you (laughs) live in 3D. (laughs) Oh, I know it makes a big difference. I mean, even having a coffee date, you know, we can drink coffee in our own homes, but being together and having coffee and just sharing that connection, you know, because when somebody says, uh, I want to meet for coffee, it means I want to be with you and being yep. together in person, you're right. Sharing that energy and so on. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you, because I don't think we've ever talked about this. Are you a coffee or a tea person? I'm a coffee person. Definitely a coffee person. I love my coffee in the morning, iced coffees in the afternoon. You know, I'm trying to drink a little bit more green tea because, you know, I'm trying to be healthy, but it's, you know, tea is just not my thing. No, <laughs> I'll have it once in a while. I'll have it once in a while. And, but definitely a coffee drinker. Okay. But what's your favorite type of coffee? Are you a dark roast, light roast, medium roast? I actually have taken to dark roast, actually, Mm. you know, it's kind of surprising. I do like it. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm trying to cut sugar out. So I just have a little bit of cream in my coffee and it's, it's really good. I just like it plain every once in a while, I'll treat myself to a Starbucks and get oat milk latte or something. But typically it's just coffee with a little bit of, especially in the morning. I love it. I'm part of my morning routine. I get up, I do my yoga, my journaling. And as I'm journaling, I'll have my cup of coffee and it's just a great start to my day. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds lovely. I love my cup of coffee first thing in the morning. And Mm -hmm. I like to try local coffee shop. There's just so many in Winnipeg, but also so many in rural Manitoba and Mm -hmm. and in Brandon, you know, there's forbidden flavors. Have you been there yet? Yes, I have. Yeah. So that would be definitely a place that I would often go to for either meetings and things like that, which before COVID, I think it's definitely a great place to go and see and meet people. Like even though Brandon's a city, it's still very small town. So it's nice Mm -hmm. to go to the local coffee shop and you run into so many people. And, you know, even if it's just a wave, a quick hello, it's nice to see. And yeah, it's, it's an amazing place to go to. They have Uh, different coffee brands. They have snacks that are all made locally. So yeah, I like going there. Yeah. I haven't been to, well, I actually haven't been to Brandon to visit them and I hope to do that one day, but Mm. I know that there's so many others in there's uh, Oak Roasters, I think in Winkler and just all over Manitoba. It's just amazing how many roasters and coffee shops we have. Yeah. In uh, Minnedosa, there's one that opened up as well before, before the pandemic and uh, farmhouse 50, and they have some amazing coffees and lattes and specialty mm. drinks too. So every time I drive by there, that's a, uh, that's a stop for me for sure. Oh, farmhouse 50. Okay. I'll have to remember that because I'm always mm-hmm. looking for new coffee shops, new roasters that I can, yeah. you know, not only talk about, but also promote on obviously on my podcast. For sure. Yeah. So no, I'll have to yeah. ch- definitely check them out. Yeah, it's an amazing little place that they opened up. So it's great design, such a good warm feel. And again, they have such good food to go along with the coffee. It's like all homemade, all delicious and almost lunchtime. It's making me hungry. (laughs) I know me too. (laughs) And you know, on that note, I want to say thank you so much for being on and talking about the mint marketing experience, the mint magazine. We talked about made to grow and the major grow project. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. I think that'll be really Absolutely. exciting. And yeah. so if someone wanted to get in touch with you to either book you for consultation call, for instance, for the marketing part of it, mm-hmm. or if they wanted to subscribe to the magazine, how could they reach you? 
Um, definitely go to the website, uh, mintmarketingexperience.ca. On there, you'll see copies of the issues. Uh, you can book a Calendly meeting with me. Um, so that way we can talk about your business, what your objectives are, how we can help you grow and market in your community and uh, book photo shoots as well too. So definitely go to, to mintmarketing.ca and uh, I look forward to meeting new people and helping more local businesses. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jamie. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. It was great talking to you. So until next time, think about your branding. Think about what you can do to improve your reach, how you can make yourself a little bit more known to the world. And think about reaching out to Jamie at Mint Marketing Experience. And I know that she can help you become the best version of yourself. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.